Welcome to Leaf and Barrel Podcast. My name is Scott. My name is Tim. And my name is John. How you guys doing tonight? Uh, horrible. It's been a few weeks since we recorded. Uh, yeah, two, I think. Yeah. I, no, I think it's been no. more than that. We didn't, re- we we didn't, didn't even get week. together last week, oh, and we fair. didn't record the last like three weeks before that. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks. We're slacking, guys. Yeah. We apologize. We'll get it up, though. I mean, it, it was a rough day. We we record. We're smoking a little later than normal. I had to wait longer than usual. I know. We held. Did you have, one, did you have one earlier in the day, though? Of course I did. All right. <laughs> what, kind of question, what kind of question is <laughs> of that? Of course I did. I just <laughs> what asked. kind of question is that? We just got done talking about. There are stupid questions. Oh, that's fair. That's Lord, fair. but it was I relevant. Smoke a cigar in my off day. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you think uh, I only smoke no, you I cl- two assholes? I, I clean the house and I dusted and <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> I did the dish. Well, I put the dishes in the dishwasher. And <laughs> good enough. On. I did the dishes. There That's go. good enough, man. something, man. Yes. <laughs> I love you, honey. All right. So, so uh, Scott, what were we, what were we uh, smoking today? Uh, today we smoked a Villager La Vincidora. It's a it's a robusto five by fifty. It is made in Nicaragua with an Oscuro Habano wrapper. So what does that mean? Fuck if I know, John. You're the cigar expert. I just smoke the cigars. <laughs> well, you, you cut me off there. I was going to give you a little bit of a hint, but all right, that's fine. See what happens? What happens when we don't use a script? So um, using those nice cigar terms, which you did a great job with, how would you describe the wrapper? I was a darker wrapper. Okay. So it's, uh, I would say a Connecticut Shade is probably going to be one of the lighter cigar wrappers that yep. we smoke. Uh, what we smoke today is kind of going to be in the middle, and the Maduro is going to be that deep black. Yeah. So, yeah. so what do you think of the cigar? You know, being as dark as it was, I figured it was going to be a little more on the, the full end than what it was, okay. especially because it had that look like it was going to be oily, and even throughout the smoke, like, overall, I, I, I thought it was actually pretty mild. Uh, it started, you know, the initial smell of the cigar, you know, before even being lit, you know, it had some real nice cocoa uh, scent to it. Uh, even initially, when lighting it up, it had a really strong cocoa flavor. That was the main thing I pulled out of it right at, mm-hmm. at the beginning. A little bit in, I... I pulled a little bit of nut. I couldn't put a picture on it, and I thought maybe a little bit of leather, but that's not a flavor that I'm accustomed to pulling out. Uh, but it, yeah, it was it was very mild. It, there was a little bit of a journey, but not much. The cocoa did go away after about the the first half. Okay. So the second half, the cocoa kind of took a back seat, and that's when the the nut and some other flavors started to come out. I couldn't put fingers on them. You were holding your cigar, right? I was. Okay. I was wondering that you couldn't put your finger on it. Ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Fucking dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> it finally hit Tim. Uh, overall, I, I liked the cigar. I thought it, like I said, it was more on the mild end. I was kind of hoping for something a little more on the full end. That's why of the, the choices we had tonight, I picked out the villager. But uh, I did like it. Okay. I, I, I thought it was... I had some issues with burning, but I think it was my own fault. You know, I had to touch it up a few times, but that's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the rings go, it, it burnt fairly well that way. You know, it was a pretty strong producer of smoke, as most of the cigars we smoke are. Mm-hmm. If I had to give it a rating, I think I'd probably give it probably about a six, six and a half, somewhere in okay. there. It was it was good. My favorite? No. Right. But, but it was still a very solid smoke. 
All right, so if you go into our cigar lounge and you've smoked this before and you didn't know what you wanted, but you wanted something familiar, this would be a stick that you would smoke again, but maybe not necessarily buy a box of. Yes, very okay. much so. Yeah, I, I would smoke this one again if, if you know, if somebody handed me one and was like, hey, you want a cigar? Fuck yeah. It, it was a good smoke. You know? I've yet to come across someone offering me a cigar that I've said no to. Swishers. The pe- most people don't count those as cigars. <laughs> You're right. But Because you fucking shouldn't. Well, but I mean, I haven't turned one down yet, so I mean, there's still hope. Sure. But yeah, I would I would smoke this one again if it was presented to me. I, I would probably even buy one again. You okay. know, I really like the cocoa taste. It had absolutely no pepper to it, which is right. something that I'm not a fan of, as we all know. So I mean this was something that I did enjoy. How about how about you, Tim? I think largely I'm I'm right there with you. Uh on the uh pre-draw, I got a little bit of that kind of raisiny chocolate. Uh, the initial, even just smelling the wrapper, I thought the leather was kind of, not, I don't want to say strong, but it was very present mm-hmm. uh, with the cocoa uh, smells. Uh, after lighting it, it was chocolatey uh, without being oily, even as dark as the wrapper was, which was, I thought, really interesting because it's like, it's a fairly dark wrapper and it still managed to not be oily the entire time. It did start to pick that up as the smoke went on, right? But mm-hmm. largely, it wasn't it wasn't bad, and it never really became a, a thing. Uh, it was constructed really well. The smoke was uh, it was a good producer of smoke. The uh, it ashed very well. It held itself together. I did have to touch it up a couple times, but I'm willing to chalk that up more to my smoking it than its construction. Yeah, uh, and. I really enjoyed, I enjoyed the flavor. It was a much lighter cigar than I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally thought it was a little harsh okay. uh, the whole way through, um, but not enough to be problematic necessarily, just a little bit more harsh than I'm used to. Okay. Uh, so with all that, I do believe that this probably earns a 6.5. Like I sit right there with Scott. Uh, it wasn't a particularly complicated cigar. There were a few highlights with the leather kind of hanging out, I thought, through most of the cigar. The wrapper or the the pamph- the thing that came with it indicates that there's some black pepper on it. Yeah. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me because I didn't pick that up anywhere in there. I didn't taste any black pepper throughout yeah, that cigar. I, I didn't pick it up either. So I, I usually look for that. Yeah, exactly. So if it's there, uh, it's way more subtle than I've ever experienced on a cigar. Uh, not particularly nutty, mm-hmm. I didn't think, which is fascinating on a darker cigar like that yeah. because even towards the end of most cigars even if it's not dark and it's almost like we're working with a bunch of fucking amateurs might <laughs> <laughs> uh, be guys might be so the even with it being as dark as it was it didn't ever really get like overpoweringly nutty which no. is which I thought was like I said really fascinating it was a good smoke and it just it is something that I would gl- I would buy it again maybe as like a five pack or something I wouldn't mm-hmm. go out and buy a full case of them sure. but I think it's definitely something that's worth having in the humidor yes. as like a foray into, hey, here's a really dark wrap that isn't exactly a heavy smoke. Sure. You know, let me let me wet your toes a little bit into this because it could be something you're interested in, but let me get you on the lighter end of it. Yeah, I, you know, with the, the chocolatey notes and that hint of leather, you know, it was nice to get those flavors without having any pepper and it not being a super full cigar, you know, because it was very much on that mild end because that chocolate, you know, the chocolate notes and... Not necessarily in this one, but like those coffee notes in some cigars. I love those, but even some of the... the I, mean, I, thought, the, I thought the coffee was fairly Yeah, I thought present. there was a really strong coffee. So I didn't get the, the coffee. Okay. Um, 
I could see it hiding behind cocoa. Mm-hmm. Like, but they're yeah, pretty I, I similar. I definitely picked out the the coffee pretty predominantly through all this uh, uh, through mm-hmm. the entire uh, stick. Yeah, but yeah, a lot of those flavors you only get predominantly more in full body cigars, mm-hmm. and so it was nice to have one that was very mild, yeah, mild to medium. I would say that had those flavors. It was it was pleasant. Okay, how about yourself, John? Um, so right off the bat, um, I really liked the construction of the cigar. Uh, it was very well constructed. It had a nice triple cap. It was easy to cut. None of us had any issues um, identifying where to cut the cigar. Um, it was None. it was again. I highly recommend any cigar having a triple. cap just because it avoids errors on cutting the cigar. And if you cut your cigar wrong, you're just not going to be able to enjoy that cigar, period. Um, on the pre-draw, I really enjoyed it. It was um, leathery and almost raisin uh, flavor to it. So I, I like, oh, that's, yep. th- that's unique. We don't get that, you know, every day. Um, when you uh, when I smelled the foot of the cigar, it was a lot of that leather. And I was like, all right, this is going to be a cigar that I'm really going to like. I enjoy leather. Um, I thought that with the type of wrapper that we had, we were going to get more of a pepper flavor. So I was expecting a little bit of, you know, raisin on the back end, some leather and some pepper. Um, lighting it up, I was surprised at how mild it was and how I was searching uh, for the flavors of the cigar. And it really took me, I would say, through the first third, I got leather and I didn't really get anything else. And the, the description says you're going to get spices and I didn't really get... Yeah, that, that shocked me as well. As I didn't get pepper. any spices out of that, which kind of disappointed no. me a little bit. So I don't know if um, you know, smoking more full-bodied cigars has made me a little um, weaker to detecting the more mild nuances. But the fact that you guys didn't pick that out either, I don't feel as bad about that. Yeah, there yeah. was there was no real spice there. So midway through the cigar, I started to retrohale it, and I thought it was a smooth retrohale. In fact, I said, "Yeah, this is you know, it's a smooth retrohale." And then Tim, you uh, destroyed your sinuses trying to do that. And <laughs> yeah, I did not have a great experience with that, and I apologize for that. But I thought it was no. extremely smooth, and as soon as I retrohaled. I got a ton of coffee flavors. From if it. we're being completely honest, I've been having a bit of a dry throat all day today. Okay. And the cigar obviously doesn't help that. So no. I knew it was risky going into the Okay. <laughs> all right. So I got a lot of coffee. Um, and I really enjoyed that flavor. And the, the coffee and the chocolate combination um, was really nice. It actually reminded me of a cafe mocha. And I'm normally not one for flavored cigars, but like, yeah, that and that flavor stuck with me pretty much throughout the entire end of the cigar. Um, I will admit that once I started retrohaling, the leather flavoring kind of got pushed to the back. I didn't really get a whole lot of leather for the, I would say, the second half of the cigar. Uh, but having that espresso and chocolate f- flavor uh, definitely made up for that. So it's something that I don't regret, and I quite enjoyed it. Um, giving this cigar a rating, um, it was very mild. Um, I'm not a big fan of having to retrohale to get more flavors out of the cigar. I, I enjoy cigars. I'm going to be able to pick up the flavors without necessarily having to retrohale because I can give it to a friend who's never smoked a cigar and say, hey, try this. You should be picking up these flavors and not having to teach someone how to retrohale because if it's their first cigar that's that's a lot to ask out of someone yeah it is retrohaling um, can be rough yeah so if i had to give it a rating i would give it a, pretty much in, right in line with you guys a six and a half um great construction uh, i would have liked the flavor to be a little bit more stronger but that's just my personal preference um but i think this is a perfect dessert cigar i think after you know having a good dinner i think this would pair really well with a port which we normally don't do here but just getting more of a a chocolate and maybe more of a fruit flavored uh drink with that i think would um 
make the cigar even better. Yeah, that makes um, a lot of sense. But overall, I would say that this is a great cigar to wind your day down with. It's not going to overpower you. It's not going to tax you out. And you're going to get some nice coffee and chocolate flavors without the caffeine or, you know, the, the sugar of getting all that chocolate in your system. Sure. So, yeah. Overall, I think it's a good cigar. Um, like Tim, I'd have no problem buying this in a five-pack or picking one up at a cigar lounge. I don't know if I like it enough to buy a box of it. No, I'm with you on that yep. one. Yep. I think we're all on the same page there. This might be just one of the most consistent ratings we've given on a cigar, actually. Yeah. <laughs> It might be. Uh, so, so John, you brought the alcoholic beverage tonight. What are we drinking? Yes. Uh, tonight or today, we were drinking Elijah Craig's Small Batch. Uh, this is actually a Kentucky bourbon uh, whiskey right. that we were uh, trying out today. So um, I was going through the my local grocery store and trying to pick out a whiskey. And um, my wife, I love her to death. She's saying, you should pick out this one. You should pick out this one. She was just going off her designs on the glass. Like, oh, there's something on the glass. So we need to buy that particular bottle. Um, But I saw this one. Um, I don't know what it was that caught my eye about it, but it seemed seemed reasonable. It was reasonably priced. Um, I took it home and I start realizing, oh, maybe if I'd actually read the labels, but it's actually won some awards. I'm like, ah, Oh, this is going to be really good. Then, so I took it home and I realized that there was actually a label on this bottle and it won some awards. Um, so I was really excited to try this out. And then you two jerks decided you were going to cancel. Like, oh, we can't come out. We can't record. So I actually cracked it open myself and I tried some and I really, really liked it. Um, I tried it the first time. Um, so I tried it the first time and I really liked it. In fact, I did it without um, any ice or any water. I just had a small a shot of it and sipped on it and uh, see what I liked. Um, I noticed, uh, you know, a couple of things and we'll see what uh, you guys pull out of it, but um, it is a uh, 94 proof whiskey. So it it does have, you know, a little bit of kick to it. So we will go to our non-whiskey drinker, slowly turning into one. I think this is what, four episodes in a row now where you've you've had the whiskey, which is, yeah. Heck, I even drank whiskey last night after I got done with work. Holy cow. So what did you think of the Elijah Craig small batch? From the just smelling the cork, my initial thought was, you know, it had a little bit of a strange seat, if I could pronounce that word properly. Uh, it smelled very floral and kind of fruity. Uh, from the first sip, I did I pull out that astringency. I had a bit of a little whiskey shiver there. Tim saw that one. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yet it was still sweet as in, but not like fake sweet. It was that like fruity sweetness to it. Um, and again, that, that floralness and it, after that first sip, it wasn't bad as far as the astringency goes. It just kind of like settled in and mellowed out there. You know, the ice melting probably helped that a little bit. Um, I did pull out kind of like a caramel flavor a little later on. Uh, and I think that just, it pulled out more sweetness, I think, as I went further into it. Uh, but it wasn't that bad. I expected it to be way worse than what it was, especially now that you're saying it was a 94 proof. You know, that's, that's pretty strong as far as the whiskeys we've done in the past. But yeah, I I didn't mind it. Um, honestly, as far as some of the whiskeys we've had, or I've had, because you guys have been doing it a little longer than I have, uh, I actually kind of liked it. I think I would probably rate it one of the higher ones, even given the more astringent flavors and burn to it. If I had to give it a rating, I, I think I'd probably give it, you know, probably closer to like a 7.5. What about you, John? Um, so when I busted out the cork, uh, you know, the first thing I asked my wife was, do you want any? She's like, no. Like, all right, <laughs> that's fine. Um, I smelled it and I really enjoyed the smell. I thought it was, it had that, you know, floral aroma to it. Um, and then it was uh, fruit. 
it was kind of fruity. And um, I read the description of the fruits that are on there. Um, I picked out orange. Um, it was a little orangey, but that's I didn't pick out any cherry or apple. And that's what they claimed that was on there. Um, I really enjoyed the aroma of it. Um, I gave it, I had my wife smell it. She, she loved it too. And she's normally not a whiskey drinker. Um, I couldn't convince her to drink the whiskey, but she said, well, at least it smells good. So there's, it's got that going for it. Um, but in terms of, you know, the taste and whether or not I enjoyed it, um, it, do, it does have a burn uh, to it, which I think any good whiskey should, um, considering how... Particularly when you're looking at bourbons, they're yes. typically a little bit more harsh. Yep. And I've said it before, I'll say it again, I like that. I like having that little bit of a burn after you get done, you know, sipping on your whiskey. Um, so I appreciated that. Um, despite there being a burn, though, it was very smooth. And I also really enjoyed that. It's a really good sipping whiskey. Um, like I said, there's it's a little sweet, but not overpowering. It's a little floral. Um, and I also pulled out some caramel towards the back end. So I, and I really enjoyed it. If I have to you know, rate this whiskey, I would give it a solid 8.5. So right. 8.5. I really like this whiskey. I will probably be buying this again uh, just for my own personal collection. All right. How about you, Tim? So I have to agree with both of you. Uh, you know, you take the initial uh, nose of it and it's floral. It's a little fruity. It's kind of sweet without being saccharine. It, you know, it, it wasn't uh it wasn't a kind of nose that like sunk into you. It it smelled like it smelled and then moved on. You know, it didn't like linger around and make you think eh, this might taste kind of weird. Uh, Ninety four proof is really high for us. That's right at the top, and it might be the highest one we've had. Actually, yeah, it might be. Uh, and that's welcome to bourbons. They're usually a little bit stronger. They've got that bite to them. And that's fine. You know, everybody looks for what they look for. As far as the flavor palette's concerned, uh, yeah, orange, definitely. I think I could probably be convinced of the apple. Okay. Uh, but I'd have to be convinced. It's not something that I necessarily picked out. Right. right? Uh, uh, flowery, greeny kind of uh, front end to it. Uh, the Definitely had the sweeter caramel towards the back. Uh, and that might speak a lot to the fruit kind sure. of flavors mixed with, you know, the aging of a bourbon or a whiskey in the barrels. Uh, I don't necessarily want to call it smoky, uh, but there was definitely, you could pick up like the woodiness of the barrel, you know, not necessarily like a wood taste, but like the charred kind of. There was something there. Yeah. Um, I'm having a tough time putting a finger on it, but it's like that charred taste of the barrel without tasting smoky itself. Uh, and that's all really good. You know, none of those flavors are bad flavors uh so and it wasn't for being as strong as it was it was definitely smooth it had some bite to it which isn't problematic but it had much less bite than the 94 proof would have you believe oh yeah uh, so giving all of that in, I would have to say that, like, I enjoyed it. I don't think it was that great of a whiskey, partly because I think it could have been smoother, uh, and maybe some of the flavors, uh, less muddled, uh, because of the things like the orange and the apple, uh, and then like the flowery greeny kind of stuff. I would probably match it with the cigar at a six, five, actually. Okay. Like, I think it's an above average whiskey, but I don't think it's amazing. Right. I, it, it, I think exactly like the cigar, this is something worth having in your cabinet to have, right? I don't know if this is not something worth going out of your way to attain, but I think it's something worth having in the collection in case you know somebody that is a fan or if you want to maybe just mix it up a little bit. 
that sure. has a it's a fairly unique pl- uh, flavor profile. This mm-hmm. isn't that's a lot of fruit flavors in a singular glass of whiskey. Yes. And so that's it has its pros there. I just yeah, I think giving it a rating I'm I'm sitting at a six a solid six five there. Yep. All right. So John, do we have a tip of the week? We do. Um oh, shocking. Right? It's like if we didn't, we would just skip over it. Yeah, even probably. If, even yeah. if we did have a tip of the week, we might just skip over it some weeks. Weird. We could. You, you yeah. never know. You never um, know. So a lot of people were saying, hey, John, you should try this particular cigar. And I was like, all right, maybe I'll go down to my local place and try one out. Um, I knew for a fact that this particular lounge did have this cigar, and I went and I tried it, and it was fantastic. And uh, the three of us will probably have to go and try it eventually as well. Um, oh, no. But when I was sitting there, um, I saw something that was really disturbing. I saw someone who was obviously smoking their cigar for the first time, and they were smoking it with someone who was telling them how to smoke a cigar. Um, I think one of the worst things in baseball is all these unwritten rules. If you hit a home run, you have to run around the bases at a decent speed. You don't have to sprint, but you can't walk. Uh, You can't show up the pitcher and all this other crap. And if you do this, they're going to throw a baseball at you. And in cigars, there are some people who feel that there are unwritten rules. For example, uh, when you start smoking a cigar, you can't put the cigar down. Um, This individual put his cigar down. And in fact, it was on an ashtray that allowed you to put your cigar down and balance the cigar. Um, I've put a cigar down multiple times just because I wanted to use my hand and I didn't want to get ash over something. Whether or not, you know, you're going to be playing cards, you know, you, you typically need two hands for that yeah. or not. Hands now, are kind of hand, uh, useful. <laughs> yeah. Hands are kind of handy. <laughs> so not putting your cigar down comes, you know, if you're constantly holding your cigar, odds are you're going to continue to puff on your cigar and you're not going to put it out. All right, I get where that comes from, but don't yell at someone for putting their cigar down. Um, The other thing that this individual did is he tapped his cigar to ash it. Um, I think all three of us tap our cigars when we ash it. Yeah. This person was saying, no, you you should never do that. You can destroy the wrapper on your cigar, which you can do if you're tapping it too much. But he was telling this person that he needed to roll his ash on his cigar. Now, if you do that, that's perfectly fine, and it does protect the wrapper of the cigar. But you should do what feels natural to you. Um, and then it got to the point where he was trying to tell this guy he had to retrohale. And, and what was really frustrating about this is you have a guy who wants to try a cigar for the first time, and the first thing that we're doing is we're telling him all these things that you can't do with a cigar. Or have to do. So my cigar tip of the week is pretty simple. It's just you be you. If you want to set your cigar down, set your cigar down. If you want to tap your ash, tap your ash. If you want to try retrohaling, try it. Um, But don't feel like there's any one way that you have to smoke a cigar or there's a proper way to smoke a cigar. Are there better ways than others? Yes, absolutely. And if you see someone who's doing something that you, it's going to cause them to have an issue with their cigar, politely say, hey, you might want to try consider doing this. Or hey, instead of doing this, try this and give them the the reasons why. Uh, But don't ever tell someone how to smoke their cigar. Um, If they're enjoying their stick, let them enjoy their stick. In other words, you be you. And if you're having issues with it, you know, ask for help and people will be more than happy to give you advice. But please, please, please don't be that person who thinks you know all the rules for smoking a cigar or the best ways of smoking a cigar. Um, Don't force anyone to smoke a cigar your way because there's multiple ways to smoke a cigar. That is some great advice. You know, if someone's enjoying their cigar, let them enjoy it. You know, if... Even if they're breaking cardinal rules, if they're still enjoying it, it's worth the cigar. 
you know, they're still having a good time. As long as they're not smoking the cigar from the foot of the cigar and they, they lit their cap end after they cut it, let them enjoy their cigar. I, I, I would still let them do that. Honestly, if you're still enjoying your cigar, as as much as it would hurt to see it... I, I would I would warn them before they let it, because once they burn through that cap, that cigar is just going to fall apart on them. <laughs> yeah, it is. But yeah, the cigar tip of the week, you be you, and please don't tell other people how to smoke their cigars. It is their cigar. Once you give that stick away, or once they've purchased that cigar, it is their cigar for them to enjoy. Yeah, that's pretty fantastic advice. So Scott, how do you think the uh, whiskey and cigar paired this week? I don't think they hurt each other at all in the slightest bit, which course is always a good thing. I don't think neither one really helped each other a whole lot though. I feel like this cigar maybe brought out the caramel flavor in the whiskey because it seemed like once I got halfway through the cigar and I started getting some more of that that leather and nut and the cocoa went away, that's when the caramel came out in the whiskey itself. <clears throat> but uh, overall, I, I don't think they really meshed a whole lot. Like I said, didn't hurt, didn't really help. So if I had to give a number for it, I, I think it would probably just be like a five, five, five. Okay. You know, it was run of the mill. Yep. Didn't hurt, but didn't really help. You know, just helped just that little bit for the one flavor, but that wasn't even a whole lot. So, I mean. Sure. You know, it was average, run of the mill, but just a little bit, so. Okay. Um, I'd have to completely agree with that. Um, there was, I don't think the whiskey detracted from the cigar, and I don't think the cigar... Uh, detracted from the whiskey. Um, in my book, we had a pretty good cigar with a really good whiskey. Um, and at the end of the day, I had a pretty good cigar with a glass of really good whiskey. Um, so if I had to give it a rating, uh, in the past, we've had the whiskey detract from the cigar or vice versa. And we gave it you know, a, a fairly low review. This was just a I'd say a glass of whiskey and a cigar. So it didn't really play well. If I have to give it a number, then it's going to be a five. There was, the flavor profile didn't change. Um, it didn't help anything, but it also didn't hurt anything. Yep. So if you want to, in my book, a really good whiskey and a decent cigar, it's a great pairing. But the flavor profile didn't pl- play with each other. So I'd give it a five. How about you, Tim? So I have to agree with both of you. It There just isn't much to be said here. The whiskey and the cigar, I think, are good staples to have available to yourself, uh, but they're certainly not something that you want to be like, hey, do these two things together. It'll change your mind about both. They're just, they're both independently good and they both work well together because they're independently good, but they don't do anything for each other. This pairing's a solid five for me. All right. I think that's uh, about it. So if uh, if people want to get a hold of us, how do they do that? Well, you can get a hold of us basically anywhere. We're always looking for comments, questions, concerns, suggestions, recommendations, anything. You can get a hold of us at uh, uh, through email at leafandbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. You can catch us on Twitter at leafbarrelpod and basically any other social media at leafandbarrelpodcast. Uh, you're going to catch us on Patreon at leafandbarrelpodcast. We're always looking for any kind of support we can get. We want to make this the best podcast we can for you. I do want to give a quick shout out to our main man, Arn Husby. He is the artist that is responsible for our intro and outro music, the Warm Duck Shuffle. Go look that man up. He has earned your money, I promise. So, John, do we have a final question for this week? No. Oh, no, we do not. All right, fuck no, it. No, we do have we oh, do oh, a final question. Oh, 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 <laughs> right. We always have a question. Oh, son of a bitch. Oh, we always have a question. Shock uh, This week's question is, who is smarter than people think? So between you and your friends, who's smarter than you think they are? Again, this isn't who's dumber than you think they are. This is who's actually smarter than you think they are. They would shock you with their knowledge. That's a damn good question. Of this group, I know my answer. Well, the problem is, is you already know how smart I am, so you can't just pick me. Well, exactly. So we got to pick someone else. I mean, I can't pick Tim because I already know how smart he is. So I do. I think I'm smarter than what, pe- what I think I am. 
football. <laughs> I believe that. Because I don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This has been Leaf and Barrel Podcast. My name is Scott. My name is Tim. And my name is John. Have a great night. Thank you.